I got to the end of this week and I was like, which of the bad albums did I pick again? I know I picked one of the bad albums. I can't remember which one I was. You picked Little Boots. Yeah. A whole bunch of late 70s disco piano pop. Um, but, but it wasn't kind of even... sad Eurovision. Yeah, it was. Yeah, sad Eurovision is right. It's like, let's take all the fun stuff about disco and leech that out of it and just make it as generic yes. as we possibly fucking can. I, I, and self-indulgent and sad. I, I started off not enjoying this and got to the end of it and actively hated it. I was just like, how, <laughs> how can you... How can you... Like, I'm not a big ABBA fan, right? Like, ABBA doesn't really do it for me. But I can I can understand where people find joy in ABBA. Like, it's, it is it is catchy. It, it does have an infectiousness to it. So, but if you take that as infectiousness out of ABBA, what, well, this is what you get. Yeah. It's like the Guantanamo it, Bay it of, not- of disco. It'll probably not surprise you to know that that um, Little Boots is touring with ABBA, and by touring with ABBA, I mean touring with ABBA's holograms. <laughs> so that's you know that that tour that ABBA are doing where they've they've just put, worn morph suits, and they're gonna they're doing like a hologram tour that they never have to turn up for because they're in their late seventies and can't be asked. Ah. <sighs> feels like a metaphor for this album doesn't it i mean there's bits of this that that kind of work but even at its best it's still like back to mind feels a bit like sort of glockenpock janet english style stuff and janet does this sort of stuff much better when she's bothered to do it than than this person well the th- i mean the, it's, it's the described as, as a rousing disc her, her voice has some oh, interest like- to it you know whereas this vocalist yeah. is, is like watching beige paint go onto a beige wall yeah I mean, it was described itself as a rousing disco inferno. And if you say that and you don't turn out to be Electric Six's fire, what's the point of you? It, it really, it's, I mean, it's decently put together, but it's insipid and it's listless. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm not really a, a disco person. I mean, I'm not saying I would have been part of Disco Demolition Night um, in the 70s where they, you know, tried to blow up disco records and created a massive hole in the ground at the baseball stadium and got games cancelled. But um, yeah. It's it's just not it does not move me in any way. Uh, I was very very disappointed in myself. Um, speaking of generic, shall we move on to the Black Seeds? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this was I don't know. Like this was this was about as uh, like when you mentioned a Black Seed like. Worst possible case scenario was this, I think, for what I expected out of it. Like, again, it's just like we wrote... But this was 99% likely to be what we got from the Black Seeds at this this point of their career. I mean, this is... I I kind of made the notes that, you know, this week we seem to have a disco album from 1977, a Riot Girl album from 1994, and a Black Seeds album from 2004. Because it's it's just... It could have been at any stage of their career. It's It's just a generic slab of... Reggae barbecue fucking tunes. That's just doing this shit. They're, they're, they're doing beer fest tours and winery tours at this point of their career. Um, it was just it's just a cookie cutter album. It's fine. It does nothing. 
Um, Look, if you if you were lining up for a beer at a festival, you know, like a, a middle aged fest, one of those middle aged winery festivals, and you're lining up for beer, and this they're literally of, playing the Dunedin Beer Festival later yeah. this year. So, you know, I will probably have be, this experience. It it it'd be fine. It'd be reasonably. Yeah okay to listen to. Now, I don't know whether you... Because they'll be playing Something So True and all the other songs that everybody recognises. So, for some reason, like, I, I've always known of the Next Men because I want to I want to sort of compare and contrast to the Next Men. I, I've always known of the Next Men and we sort of, you know, we've done them with the, the dub club guys and talked about how much, you know, they were the secret source of, of that dub club album. But I've never gone back and listened to, like, one of their full, one of their albums in full, like all all those songs, sort of, well, a heap of their singles pop up on my mixes, you know, as the algorithm does its work. But I'd never listened to one of the albums start to finish. So I went back and and had a bit of a uh, uh, a listen to some of that as a contrast to the to the Black Seed stuff. And fuck, their production. It's a different genre entirely, really. It is a different genre, but it was just interesting how. They really, really are good producers because one of those albums had like eight guest vocalists on it. Not, I sent it to a couple of mates and we're having a bit of back and forth about it. And he, we were sort of saying how the beats changed with the vocal, the vocalist's stylings were the beats would remain a next men sort of beat, but would you know sort of blend into the style that the person was you know so it had a bit of individuality rather than being a next man beat that was sent to an, a vocalist to, to lay some you know to lay something over the top of you know they were whether or not that was like a you know a back and forth process you know they they sent a, a, a fairly generic beat and then changed it as the vocal came back to them or you know whether they created it with the vocalist in mind and because they sort of had a preconception of the the style that the vocalist was in but i don't know that it was the care and the thought in the production of actually trying to do something different from track to track that really that really contrasted to the black seas which was just like one long uh um you know Great album for trying to get myself to go to sleep, I guess, because you just drowse off after about thirty seconds. Um, to the, I mean, we really need to compare this against the yeah. Black Seeds album from two thousand and seven, because that was a fifteen year, fifteen years old. That next album, yeah, yeah. And, 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 and the Black Seeds from like two thousand and seven were much better, I think. Well, they're much less washed yeah, out. That's right. It's it's that. Basically, more, we were all more less washed out in two thousand. That law of diminishing returns really hits pretty hard here. What episode are we up to? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> very good point. Very, very good point. Probably. <laughs> I'm not throwing any stones in this glass, Oh, uh, Jesus. Oh, that. Uh, Tripping balls 316, folks, for those who uh, can. I, um. Oh, a little story. So, my, my lovely wife walks 30Ks for the Beyond Blue. Uh, charity walk on on uh, Friday, and um, so there was a 30k version and a 60k version. So we had two teams, one doing the 30 and one doing the 60, and the 60k team were really struggling. So at uh, I wonder why at 8:30 at night we, me and my mate Cobbs, started going looking for them to you know sort of 
stand on the side of the road every every kilometer and give them a cheer and play them some tunes and and um sort of pump them up uh and in one of the bits of driving i was like oh have you listened to that bob villain album yet and he's like no i just haven't had haven't had any sort of car time without the kids to really crank it which you know on my advice not exactly uh uh kids in the car album and so i put health is wealth on and you know a a pig can't kill what a pig can't catch is just such a line that sticks it and he's just just been sort of singing it all weekend you know it just catches in your brain and and uh that sort of lyrical, um, I don't know, something like that which sticks in your brain. And and I was thinking about a day after how, like, I just would have completely missed that Bob Villain album without this podcast. You know, I just, I don't think I ever would have come across it. it. It's so far out of all of my um, musical all my friends' musical interests, even the one that stay up with a lot of live music and listen to a lot of new stuff, it's just outside their their frame of reference, if you know what I mean. You know, it just wouldn't have happened without the podcast. So diminishing returns maybe, but still worth it in my book. What you're saying is we need to remember the good times when we have <laughs> yeah, weeks like that's this. that's true. Weeks, fortnights like this, because we said we've got an extra week yeah. with these albums, thankfully. Thankfully. Um we should cover off the the album I picked, which was Oceanator's um, whatever the hell the her album was nothing, called. Nothing's ever um, fine. <laughs> which, nothing's ever fine. Which, which should be the should I mean, be the title it, of this that episode. Seems to be really, the, that seems well. It's, it's it's certainly the tone of the and and she does sort of um, make attempts at capturing kind of nineties right girl, you know, Slater Kenny bikini kill kind of. Areas. There's good bits um, in this album. Doesn't really succeed in. Yeah, there's definitely good bits in this album. I think Stuck is a bit of a banger, but um, she doesn't really succeed in writing a song that you want to listen to at any stage, which is kind of a. Um, it's kind of an obstacle to, to enjoying the album, I feel. I, I just felt like there were some real flat points in this album. And. Yep. I, I don't know whether they didn't have more songs or the production team was like yeah this is fine or but it just it, it really felt like you could have given it to your mum and she would have listened to it and went well you know track four seven and 13 need some work love <laughs> i don't know it just well this is a, when it's a one woman yeah. show you know it's a bit hard to sort of there's no one else in the room to sort of say yes no maybe yeah or or even contribute you, you know something different i guess um mm. Yeah, but yeah, it's not a bad album. It's just it just feels a little bit slightly undercooked. Yeah, C- Curtis and I were down mucking around on the spare block this afternoon. We had this on the speaker, and and you know I was quite enjoying it. And then, but it was just the the bad songs really stuck. And the problem is, is when you're sort of backgrounding the good stuff, and then it's the bad, it's the bad stuff that brings you out of background into the foreground and goes, oh shit, that's a that's a really bad song. Um, yeah. That's probably not the experience. That's really shut on the moment. So. Well, so those were our albums of the sh- week. Sh- bracket. Should we, should we call brackets. that a loss for everybody? 
Well, you call that, you know, not all, not, you know, sometimes you need negative controls and sometimes, you know, you don't find what you're looking for. I can't remember whether that was the U2 or, or the U2. I can't remember whether that was U2 or, or the Rolling Stones who said that, but uh, some old bunch of white guys. Can't relate. Um, what have you got that's new? I've got a lot of exciting stuff that people have brought, you know, the, the singles have dropped and the album hasn't, which I find very fucking irritating. Right. Just give me the album. Well, I'm going to give you one of the possibly the best named bands of the year. Band called Telekinetic Yeti. Oh, I saw that band name. And they do Stoner Rock, which is generally a good place to be. Uh, so there might be some big old chunky riffs and various warbling about absolute nonsense. Um, so yeah, that's that's my album for the week is uh, Telekinetic Yetis. Um, I forgot what the album's called. I will look that up. It should be out. But it'll be on Spotify. <laughs> uh, yeah, speaking of, we were talking about the weirdness of Spotify and and um, and uh, studio or labels pulling music or. I don't know. What do you reckon? Copy copyright changing hands or something like that. But all of so, you know, mo- I'm not most sure. Most of yeah. Salmonella Dubs' um, back catalogs being pulled off Spotify, which is very strange. Yeah, and it looks like the only stuff there is the stuff that they own the rights to yeah. themselves, which is all the recent stuff. And it wasn't like Primordial is the name of the Telekinetic Kitty album. It wasn't like uh, Salmonella Dub had a you know a major a major label even. So I, I guess maybe the, the label went bankrupt, if that might be the case. Um, yeah, a bit weird. Spotify's a bit weird that way when, you, when you're when used to something just being there and it's like, holy, what? What's going on? Uh, yeah, at, at least for a band of their sort of that have been around as long as them, you know, the, the whole album sort of exists on YouTube as one track or you know, in bits and pieces and you can sort of put it back together. But, uh, and, you mm. know, I, 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 all of those CDs would be in the shed somewhere, but I don't know what I would play them on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with. If you look at them re- in, in a direct light written squint really hard, maybe you can kind yeah, of read the, the music. Yeah, just to in, engage my digital brain. Um, I'm going to go with some Canadian um, indie Indie music because you know that's my safe space. I'm going to go Metrics album Formentera, which sounds like a um, you know a dairy company from New Zealand. But um, we'll see how that one goes. It does too. Formentera is like it's like Fonterra that's gone mental. Uh, mad cow's a disease, and mad cow's supposed to be in in Indonesia, I think, at the moment. So. Um, not really got anything. Well, what's the metric story? I've got a funny feeling. I like some of their stuff off the Letterkenny. Um, surprise me. The Letterkenny mix. So uh, the the name. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh, I remember those guys. Now, how old and how long they've been around for? I have no idea. So it could be a, a one of those legacy bands that we weren't even. A, aware of the legacy of 
Metric sound is both genre-defining and genre-defying. Oh, that, okay. That's not, that's not a good start. Yeah, they're, named, they're named after an island off Ibiza. Oh. Um, that they'd never... But the, but they found it in a um, Dream Destinations travel book that they that they looked at in the studio while they were stuck <laughs> in 2020, <laughs> unable to visit it. So they thought, let's name it after an island we can't get to. Because we're in, we're outside of Toronto, in a <laughs> tiny, shitty village. That seems to be the metric story, um, and of course, nobody in the United States is prepared to accept their music. So that's a shame. Look, uh, I can, I considered the Nick Cave album as a joker for this year, and even the description of it put me off, which was Nick Cave collaborated with Warren Ellis on this spoken word project that also features a twelve-minute instrumental piece. Wow, I don't know if I um, super no. <laughs> that's like very, very hard no. Um, they were on the Scott Pilgrim versus the World soundtrack. Ah, okay. To this there thing, you go. so they'll be very indie popish then, because that's that's the sort of but possibly. But, um, um. Edgar Wright was right, right into that Wet Leg album, and that's one of our favourite albums from this year. So, yeah, well, that of all the places I didn't expect to hear Wet Leg ripped off, the last episode of Sizzle Town with Tony. Oh Martin. right, there was a somebody was covering Chaise Lange. I think it might have been his cat, um, the Pikelet Man doing a cover version of it. So that was uh that's a thing that you can do if you if you've got a one man radio show. Uh, have you got anything for the Joker? Just Let me have a look here. Did I end the did I end the Joker? Well, I actually think I think Let's that, say that disco I did. album was about as bad of as, as anything we've listened to this year, so I think you did. Um let's go with uh, a band that that I didn't we did last year I think maybe the year before I didn't particularly like them I think you liked them a bit more than me the Viagra Boys out of Sweden I think they are but they they um they've got a new album out and some I liked the, the two songs they've released which normally probably means I'll hate the rest of it but uh, they've got they've got a new album out so we'll, I might go as the uh, Joker it doesn't really fit the the mark of a, of a band that I actually want to pick. Look, I'm sure. With the Welfare Jazz was the album from last year that we liked. This one's called Cave World. All the stuff I had of had as jokers were ones that I'd only be willing to pick after having a really good week, <laughs> where I could, you know, I'd built up a little bit of capital to, um, yeah. to, to, to probably get push the boat yeah, out a bit. Burn, yeah. Whereas I'm looking at all, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm not going post loan this week. Thanks. Probably not going post loan. There is no. There is no level of capital that you could build up that would get you. Get me. Post Malone is the support for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Oh too. my! I cannot think of anything. I would. I would. I would rather feed myself to a telekinetic yeti than watch that shit. <laughs> Everyone was giving it to me. Like, Are you going to the Chili Peppers? Peace <laughs> No. No, I'm not. <laughs> 
No, I, I mean, I would. It's like setting money on fire, but unfortunately, our money doesn't fire, burn; but it the, just melts. The, so. the same mate was trying to tell me that you know, because I've never had a good uh, live music experience at the Brisbane Entertainment Centre, and he's like, "No, no, you just no, you just got to get it into the. You just got to get the sounds a lot better now, and you just got to get in the right headspace to." You know, you catch the train, you don't deal with the traffic, and, and Roz is looking at me going, yeah, I was I was very not nice to some people on the train coming home. I was that over it. I was like, yeah, yeah, sounds, sounds great. Sounds really awesome. <laughs> and then they admitted that last time they just caved and got like an Airbnb around the corner and just... <laughs> just <laughs> what kind of Airbnb are you getting oh, in fucking Boondle? Yeah, they're like... Not not flash, but enough that you could get munted and not have to deal with the traffic of the BC. So. You don't have to just deal, deal with being in Burndall. Uh, well, that must have been some ridiculous, ridiculous fucking Brisbane state government rot to have to put it out there. I don't know. Was it? Was it? Because that's in a different. Is that outside Brisbane Shire Council? Is that outside the city council up there? Is that like Redlands? Or is that no, still in Brisbane Council? This, here we are. Still Brisbane City. I don't think it's Redcliffe. Brisbane Council minutiae yeah. here. But 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 it's just, why put it out there? What the fuck would you put it out there? Cheap real estate, I guess. But yeah, like I meant. I guess they're just trying to. Imagine how well it would yeah, go just, if just, it was next to Lang Park or you know somewhere central. But I guess that's that's why. It's cause this they, would be like they, moving, moving the Sydney Opera House to friggin'. It'd be like moving the Sydney Opera House to friggin' Campbelltown. But that's why it's out there, is because they don't care about the residents of Boondle. So it's like, well, if the traffic's bad and it's noisy and there's lots of drunk people, well, it's Boondle. Who cares? Uh, that's the only. But we were talking about the the Black Keys played there, and I don't know whether that's where I'd want to see the Black Keys. Like I guess you've got no choice. No, I, I saw them. You know, if you want to see them, I saw them at the zoo. You saw them at the zoo. Fuck. I saw them at the I saw them at the zoo in two thousand and four, two thousand and three. That was that was a fucking good yeah. show, man. That which was is which really, is where really where they should be seen. Yeah. You got two yeah. dudes. You can't you can't have them in a, on a fucking you know a, a mega fucking church. You can't have that. They, they, they were. They were um, I mean, that was the height of their powers. Too. Yeah, that was, but in terms of their um, just doing dirty old blues stuff, they hadn't, they hadn't sort of gone off in, into other directions yet. So it was just a, just a, just a dirty rock and roll mm. show. Well, Cobbs had tickets for them at the Tiv, which would have been pretty good as well. And that was the tour they cancelled. Yeah, the Australian tour they cancelled because they burn out. Um, but yeah, the zoo, the zoo, but now, but now the, the zoo is about. Like if you if you could dream up a place to see them, the zoo's about as good as any, I would imagine. Yeah. Well, they didn't disappoint. They were fucking amazing. Which I'm sure you're very yeah, glad to hear. That's right. <laughs> Twenty two years later, whatever. Well, it's funny. It's funny whatever how we're up like, to now. Yeah, yeah, being put on. I, I guess because I probably wasn't into that style as much as I am now. Like I've been an influence yeah. influenced back that way a bit. Or, you know, because it, it's good music is good music, but yeah, my mind's a little bit more open. Yeah. But they've also changed their sound a bit too. They're yeah. a bit more a bit more influenced by soul and funk and, and traditional pop, I suppose. In a way that they weren't necessarily there was more about they were more like black keys. Sorry, more like the white stripes in their original form uh, uh back in those days. It was much more blues revival. All right, Doc. Well, you enjoy your holiday, and I'll enjoy my sleep. 
Oh, well. And, um, yes, I might enjoy my sleep ho- as well. Hopefully some sort of um, decent music uh, happens this week and something happens in the NBA. <laughs> We'll see. And if it doesn't, we'll just take another fucking week off. That was Dripping Balls, folks. Um, We will talk to you again the next time we talk to you. See ya. (laughs) Long pause. Cheers. There won't be a long pause when I edit it, though. Just cut that out. (laughs) No, so you're just going to make me sound like an idiot. That, That is the right of the person doing the editing. Uh, Can you make the other person look like an idiot or not? <laughs>